are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Investing part two, building the portfolio. Now that we've established the rules of the game for our core portfolio for profit sharing and value, what sort of businesses should we buy? I say, or we say, you should buy an array of companies that while paying you still that nice big multiple, uh, three, four, five, six times what the S&P 500 might pay you, while also reducing your risk to a risk level that's even below that of the S&P 500. Hear what I'm saying? We can take less risk than the S&P 500 index and make three or four times in cash flow in profit sharing by simply following our rules and investing in a diverse amount of companies. What do I mean by a diverse amount of companies? A few different types. A few different types. Different sectors and industries. Different sectors, different industries. Okay, let me give you an example. What if I said, okay, I want to do the fruit growing industry and the meat growing industry. Are those really different industries? Are those kind of just under produce or whatever, under the same same umbrella there? Are they they different industries? I mean, I would say they're the same because it's just food. They're both food. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of similar. Um, what if I said it was a produce growing company, uh, a cement growing company, and then um, a truck making company? Are those really different? Uh, if, I mean, depending if the truck company is the one delivering your cement, you know, I don't know. Fair point. All right. <laughs> What I'm talking but about no, is, yes, they're all completely separate, right? Separate yeah, entities. What we're talking about is the idea is that businesses that perform in different ways, if you combine them together, can actually reduce the risk that you're taking. And I'm going to give you an example by talking about a coin flip. We all understand coin flips, right? There's heads, there's tails. Only two outcomes because if it lands exactly on its side, well, that's just weird, right? <laughs> can happen. So if I had a game of a coin flip with you where I said it, it's 50 cents to play, 50 cents a chance, and if you call it right, you get a buck. What would you do? Um, 50 cents to get a buck? Yeah. If I'm gambling. Oh, well, you could gamble. Okay. And so you could just say, I'm going to take heads. And, and you would expect that over time, you would probably break even, right? Yes. Right. Um, you could take another approach to it. You could say, I don't want to take any risk on this. What could you do? Hedge my bet. How would you hedge your bet? And what does that even mean? Are you growing some nice greenery around (laughs) it and trimming it every week? What what are you doing? Before I, you know, do a coin toss, I'd want to make sure that I'm protected elsewhere with some other sector. Oh, 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 so we're going outside of the coin flip world. Yes, we're going outside of the coin flip world. No, you don't have to do that. All right, (laughs) let, let, let me give you a simple way to do it. All right. If I don't want to take risk, I buy heads. And I buy tails. I spend a buck. What am I guaranteed to get back on the flip? A buck. 
I broke even. I took no risk. Now, hold it. The reward for heads just went up to $1.10. And tails is still a buck. Now what do I do? Heads is more attractive. Should I be betting heads strong? No, I would I still take both. Take both. What do you mean take both? Are I you would, going outside the coin flip no, world? No, no, I'm not going outside the coin flip world. <laughs> I would spend the dollar to get my 10 cents. Every time you get 10 cents? Or a dollar back. You, you get, get a dollar, dollar for tails and a dollar ten for heads. And you're so you're spending a dollar. So regardless, you're either breaking even on tails or you're smacking ten cents every time it Yes, heads. exactly. And we call that in the in the finance industry, we call that a risk-free arbitrage. There's a mispricing that happens in the market that if you buy things in the right way, you can bind them and you got a guaranteed profit. Now that does happen sometimes, and I promise you there are computers and people on Wall Street who suck that out of the market almost instantly. But the idea of creating less risk to sort of arbitrage the kind of income that you get does still hold. So for example, what if I, if we go back to our example again, what if you get 95 cents for tails and $1.10 for heads? I would still bet on both. Why? Because I would, I'm losing five cents if it goes for tails, correct? Is a lot less than losing 50 gain, cents. Well, you lose five on one, but you gain 10 on the other. And if you expect that half the time is going to be one of each, you're still going to make five cents. It's not a risk-free arbitrage anymore. You, we have introduced risk because you could lose, right? Now, a lot of what we look for are things that are, are kind of risk arbitrages. There is the risk that we can lose, but we expect to win because we're combining things in a way that lowers our risk. Does that make sense? Yep. So if we go out of the world of the coin flip world, which you My love so world. much, <laughs> and we go back to this world of the stock market where there are literally tens of thousands of companies there, do you think we can find companies that fit our rules of profit sharing and all those good things we talked about before, but when we combine them in certain ways, it, it lowers the risk of the whole package versus just buying one or two of them. Absolutely. Yes. Right. And what that's called, just so we're going to get into a little bit of esoteric, uh, really pure finance, you can impress your friends with these phrases, beta and alpha. Are we talking about men? <laughs> or squadrons? <laughs> oh, uh, or fish. No. <laughs> We're talking about a finance concept. Uh, in the world of finance and investing, beta is not the guy following the alpha. <laughs> beta is how volatile an investment is. So let's go back to our coin flip example. Every time there's a flip of the coin, there's 50% chance of one outcome versus another. That's pretty volatile, right? Um, uh, so the more volatile a thing is, the more it's going to go up and down. We're trying to reduce that while also still getting good profit share. So we're seeking to reduce our beta uh, by looking for stocks that when you combine this company's beta with this company's beta, the combined beta goes lower. So you can actually take somebody's, well, let's, let's define betas a little bit better. All right. The S&P 500, the market, let's just call that the market. It's beta, it's volatility number is one. Anything that's less volatile than the market will be less than one. Uh, like 0.5 would be half as volatile as the market. If you had something that was negative one, you would have the exact opposite of the market. 
So for every IBM, there'd be an anti-IBM and worlds would disappear. So that doesn't exist. So in the world of beta, you can go below one to zero, pretty much, and you can go above one. So we look at cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies are very volatile. They probably have a beta of maybe two or three because they move so much faster than the market, so much larger than the market on a daily basis. The other concept is alpha. Now, alpha is really interesting. Like the alpha male, it's kind of a leadership concept. It's the idea that if I take my portfolio and I make it lower risk than the market and I make more than the market did and I, I've overperformed a market, that's called capturing alpha. And that's our goal in the core portfolio is to capture alpha. So I know it's a little complicated. We're gonna combine companies in a way that reduces our overall risk, lowers our beta below the market, while increasing the amount of revenue and performance and, 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 and income that we get from that to above what the market's providing, and that's called capturing our alpha. Did that bore you to tears? No, I mean, I, it actually do excites you, me. Do you get it? No, yeah, I completely understand it. You get it. so it's leveraging in, in some cases, but you said that there's computers and people that will make sure that, that it's actually really hard for you to do this, but it's leveraging the market. It's like using it to your advantage. It's less risk, but with just plus reward potentially. Right, and, and that's and we do that by buying what's different it, sectors. Was it diversification? Isn't that, not the, right, and, the we do it, and we do it by buying, right, different sectors that don't work together the same way. Tractor production is not going to work the same way as banking services, depending on what the economy is doing, or farmland. So when you combine all of these things, you lower your risk. But this is exciting. It feels like, like you said, a game that we're trying to win. And the goal is to capture, capture alpha. alpha. So <laughs> that, that is our game. We have our rules. Now let's go play hard. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one -on -one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.